Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. From now until kickoff, Fred Hubner and Brian Handler talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. Also sponsored by CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. All right, Fred Hubner has the day off today. So Mark Sander again, Brian Hanley, Tyler Rocky producing. We are here for the Points Bet Sportsbook Bears pregame. Hey, Brian, how are you today? Morning, Mark, or afternoon. It was going to be morning, but the NFL yeah, you know what? We were ready. We were on us, right? We were all ready to do this at 10 a.m. Let's talk about that, Brian. The reason why we are seeing a uh, afternoon start is primarily because of what happened with Cam Newton out of uh, New England. Uh, you know, we we had a busy 72 hours here as far as the NFL is concerned with uh, the pandemic. No doubt about it. Tennessee has its issues, certainly uh, more than 10 now. Uh, players and staff testing positive. Here comes Cam Newton. And there was some talk, you know, they were just going to take it kind of day by day, but they did uh, delay that game and postpone it. So the Bears get shifted into an afternoon start. And you just wonder if this is the beginning of uh, yeah. kind of like baseball. You know, it started the season with the Cardinals and the Phillies and the Marlins. Don't even want to talk about the Marlins this week, um, right. given what happened Friday. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you just wonder if there's going to be more of this or they're going to be able to get this thing under control. But uh, no matter, the Bears are healthy and uh, ready to go, and they have a new quarterback since we uh, last talked out here on the pregame show last week. Uh, crazy things happen down in Atlanta, and Mitch Trubisky finds himself holding a clipboard today. Oh, we have so much to talk about and the uh, points bet sportsbook. Bears pregame, points book, sports, uh, points bet, sports book, the fast and easy way to bet. Download the points bet app now. And you mentioned the uh, the pandemic and its impact. Yeah, we have 13 players and personnel testing positive for Tennessee. And uh, the Patriots game, they're saying, is happening tomorrow at 6.05. We'll get a confirmation on that. But I thought that that might have been confirmed that they're pushing it there. But, you know, every, everything can change in in a moment's time so that's what we're looking at for tomorrow new england and kc but that's one of our polls will the pandemic have more of an impact on the nfl than it did for the mlb and you're right cardinals sat out for a time the marlins sat out for a time then you had some players here and there here in chicago we had a uh, we had a coach for the cubs that uh, had a real hard time we had uh, yohan mancata uh, on uh, the south side and uh, Nomar Mazzara that were dealing with the effects of COVID as well. And you and we wonder going in, I mean, we've all talked about it. What is this going to mean for the NFL season? There's a lot more contact in the NFL than there is in MLB. And there's no bubble. And we've seen the bubble has really helped. Yeah, no doubt about it. The NBA and NHL got the NBA uh, in there, the final games, the NHL get a, a Stanley Cup. Award it without so much as one positive test when they went to Toronto and, Edmonton and shut everything down. Yeah, it really was a miraculous feat in, in some regards. But uh, here we go. The Bears are a perfect 3-0. and But if we've watched those three games, as we watched 
those three games, we know they're an imperfect team, (laughs) and we know we've already had a quarterback switch, and that's how itchy Matt Nagy was last week to to right the ship when it looked like it was already sunk down in Atlanta. So I don't know, Mark, about you, but today's questions for me, how good is Indianapolis's highly rated defense, you know, leading in, in numerous defensive yes. categories, given who they played to, the three teams they played to this point, the awful Jets, um, struggling Vikings team, Jacksonville they lost to. Um, I don't know how good their defense is, but the numbers say pretty good, very good. And I don't know how good the Bears are to this point because three and zero perfect record, but I mean trailing by sixteen points last week and coming from behind in Detroit and not putting the Giants away in in between those two games, haven't put four quarters together yet. Uh, so Nick Foles is at the controls, and we'll we'll get a better handle I think today on on where this offense goes and and at the defense has to pick it up as well. Yeah, it's edge of the seat watching for sure. Indy is number one pass defense at a 64-0 rating. And average run is four yards per carry against the defense. So, yeah, they they have it together. And the Bears are right behind them as far as pass rush goes. But the interesting point about Foles is, and I don't know if you felt this, Brian. I don't want to run this by you. Last week, when Foles came in, He acted as if he'd been there before. Why? Well, because he has. They call him Captain Comeback and all of that. But I felt there was a little bit of comfort seeing him come in and just kind of his vibe was just in the pocket. You know, I I, I felt that he, he had a command and not everything went well. I mean, there were a couple touchdowns that were, were called back that, you know, but he just had a, a less nervous or a not a nervous vibe at all. Of course, you know, well, Trubisky, you know, that that is a, a moving target. We've talked about it uh, the last couple of weeks. Going into the season, I, the week prior to the season opener at Detroit, a number of the Bears offensive players talking about Nick Foles talked about exactly what you're saying. The, and, and Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator in Philly when – Nick Foles uh, got them to the Super Bowl and won the uh, Vince Lombardi Trophy. You know, this week used words like composed, unflappable, fearless. And even going into the season, a number of the Bears players remarked about the command he has in the huddle. And that, you know, that maybe isn't the most appreciated, uh, intangible quarterback can have because you expect the quarterback to command the huddle. But I also took it kind of as a backhanded, you know, slight against Mitch Trubisky, who seemingly gets flustered more often, you know, when things aren't going well. I don't know how much confidence he actually, uh, you know, emits in that in to, to the rest of the team when he's calling plays. You know, but the thing is with Nick Foles, he's been a super sub, a great relief pitcher, a guy, you know, comes in, gives you that, you know, composed, unflappable, fearless feeling. But as a starter, the numbers aren't nearly as impressive. So, you know, he's been there, done that. He's 31 years old. He's been a Super Bowl MVP. The resume, you know, outshines Mitch Trubisky's any day of the week. But we shall see moving forward, you know, is this Nick Foles' team, you know, not only through this season, but the next couple? He's, he's signed for three years. So he can opt out after each season, which is interesting. And even though he's getting paid, you know, a lot of money, it's not nearly as much as, uh, the highest paid starters or even average starters get paid in the league. So a lot of questions and a lot of storylines today. 
Yeah, and one of our polls on uh, Twitter at ESPN 1000 is, can Nick Foles prove to be a consistently reliable starter for the Bears? The the story says maybe not, but you know what? Maybe he turns a corner somehow, some way. Yeah, he's he's been there, and it hasn't worked out for him as a starter. But it's interesting that, as you pointed out, that does sound like a backhanded comment against Mitch, because yes, a quarterback should command that in the huddle, and uh, it it translated through the TV for me. And I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see how he matches up against Phillip Rivers. Now, has he turned out to be the quarterback that they needed in Indianapolis? I mean, he's uh, he's 11 points up on his passer rating this this year, but they are two and one. Yeah, I mean, Phillip Rivers actually leads the NFL in completion percentage at 78.3 percent. Which, you know, yep. one thing about Phillip Rivers. As I've watched him over the years, and here's a guy, he's one of, what, six quarterbacks, 35 years or older in this league, seven, I guess, um, and six of those, well, is he a Hall of Fame? You know, is, is he a Hall of Famer? Would you, I mean, if you consider that, the all, all the guys over 35 or six out of the seven are on the road to uh, Canton, I'm not so sure Philip Rivers is that because of his playoff record. He's there to give the ball up in big moments. I mean, he... He takes chances. He can throw it a mile downfield, but a lot of times it ends up in the other team's hands. So, you know, this year it seems like they've tailored the offense to the point where he is completing 78% of his passes. So maybe it's a different type Phillip Rivers, or maybe he's just a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Running game is pretty strong there in Indy, led by Jonathan Taylor. And that's going to be a challenge for the Bears this week. Looking forward to uh, talking to J.D. We will talk to J.D., Jeff Dickerson at uh, 2 p.m. on the Corona Hotline. And then we will also talk to Mike Wells. uh, He is the ESPN NFL Nation Colts reporter. We'll talk to him at 2.35. Now, we have a few other polls at uh, ESPN 1000 on Twitter. How many points will the Bears' offense score versus the Colts? And the choices are 0 to 9, 10 to 20, 21 to 30, and 31 plus. We'll start hitting some of the results of those polls as we move through the Points Bet Sportsbook Bears pregame. Again, Fred has the week off. I'm Mark Zander. Brian Hanley is here. And uh, what did you like about last week beyond Nick Foles coming in to save the day? What were some of the positives? I actually have one about Mitch Trubisky, but I, I want to hear what uh, some of the things that you picked up, Brian. Well, I mean, the, not only did Nick Foles come in and, and within – he could have had five touchdowns, as you referenced, right? Yeah. He had three in less than seven minutes, but, you know, arguably had five. Um, that That's terrific. They sealed the deal, right, with that interception at the end. So there was still enough time on the clock for Matt Ryan and that offense to, you know, score points. That That's not an issue down in Atlanta. I like the fact – that the defense came up with a big turnover, and, you know, that was it. Everyone can go home happy because, uh, you know, they, they finally let the last bit of air out of the Atlanta balloon. <laughs> um, but I still need to see more from this defense. You know, it's interesting. The Bears' defense is, you know, middle of the pack, 17th against the pass. Um, I still like to see a little bit more pressure, although I think Akeem Hicks had a really good week last week, and, and Khalil Mack is – is around the quarterback and around the ball. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how they the defense handles the um, the wide receivers of, of Indianapolis. I mean, they're without yeah. Paris Campbell and, and uh, 
Michael Pittman. So T.Y. Hilton has just been kind of pedestrian with his season so far. No touchdowns, 10 catches, 133 yards. So you would think that they could pay a lot more attention to T.Y. Hilton, but you don't want him to have a big, you know breakout game since he's, um, you know, he hasn't struggled necessarily, but he certainly hasn't been lighting up the scoreboard with uh, without any touchdowns so far. Yeah, what did you think about the game? What are some of the positives beyond Nick Foles? Or if you want to talk about Nick Foles, 312-332-3776. I have one for Mitch. And I know you do not draft a quarterback for their ability to run when nothing else works. But that's the one thing that consistently Trubisky's able to do. And I thought his second effort was impressive to get down to the four. Um, and Cordell Patterson is always fun to watch. And uh, we're going to talk about, you know, how we're going to make up for Tariq Cohen's absence in this game. He is out with a torn ACL. Um, do you agree with me on Trubisky? I mean, that seems to be, at least to me, one of the consistent things that he is able to do is just kind of sniff out trouble and and get to where he might need to go. And I, I think he's more mobile than a Nick Foles. Oh, he's a, absolutely, Mark. You're spot yeah. on. I mean, um, Nick Foles is not a mobile quarterback. Right. So what you're going to see, the Bears have been quietly changing to the majority of the snaps were from under center with Mitch Trubisky, where he used to operate mostly or, or majority of the time out of the shotgun. You're going to see Nick Foles out of the shotgun today. And it's going to be interesting to see, one, how Matt Nagy, Taylor's again. He he was on that coaching staff, but he wasn't the play caller when Nick Foles was in Philly. So, you know, interesting to see what what he no, thinks he knows about Nick Foles and going back and looking at the you know, game tapes and everything else. How he tailors his offense to the strengths of Nick Foles and Frank Reich, who was the play caller at Philly when Nick Foles was there, um, should know just about everything you need to know about Nick Foles, right? And uh, yeah. know, know all strengths and, and whatever weaknesses he has, and, and does he, you know, does he is he able to exploit that? Yeah, that is some insider information that may work against us. Hopefully, hopefully not. Uh, when we come back, we are going to hear some audio from Coach Nagy about Nick Foles, what we can look for, and uh, we'll take your calls at three one two three three two three seven seven six. The Points Bet Sportsbook Bears pregame. Mark Zander along with Brian Hanley, Tyler Aki behind uh, the uh, phone board, and we will get to your calls, and we will set up today's matchup versus the Colts, a late start at Soldier Field. This is ESPN 1000. Now the PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show continues. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Look at Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles has his helmet on as well, Jonathan. Looks like Foles is going to come in, Trubisky, all the way away from the offense. Usually when someone's that far away, you know he's not going to get in, and they need the spark right now. And we see the Bears taking over with Nick Foles at the helm, but Trubisky looks uncomfortable seeing in the pocket. Hopefully the Bears get a spark for Foles. Bet Sportsbook Bears pregame. Mark Zander along with Brian Hanley. And uh, yeah, that was the audio of Foles coming into the game. Brian, did it happen soon enough for you? If not, uh, when should it have happened? You know what, Mark? I was surprised it happened when it did. I really thought the fact that they're 2-0. Now, Matt Nagy 
said they were basically just an okay 2-0 team, and, and that was spot on. But normally, yeah. when you're undefeated, I thought Mitch gets to finish that game, I, I thought for sure. And then they may, maybe revisit it, you know, during the week and, and, you know, name Nick Foles the starter coming into this week. But that tells you what their expectations are uh, with this team and this defense they still believe is a Super Bowl caliber type defense. Again, needs to show more and, and be more consistent for me to, to completely sign on to that. But it also tells you what Matt Nagy really thought of Mitch Trubisky in terms of he's he's seen this play before, right? He's seen this movie yeah. before. And mm-hmm. it, there was little, if uh, no faith, that he was going to get that job done, not only last week, but moving forward. So I was surprised it happened because they were undefeated. Um, but I think it speaks volumes as to where they're at with Mitch Trubisky and you know, it's been well talked about all through the week uh, since the move was made that, barring injury, you would not expect to see Mitch Trubisky back uh, this season as a starter. And no matter, I mean, unless some impossible scenario happens where Nick Foles does get hurt and Mitch comes in and is a savior and, and is a different Mitch Trubisky, his days as a starter with the Chicago Bears are over. Yeah, last year, I agree with you. Last year, there were times where we thought Matt Nagy would make a different decision, maybe more running, you know, more run plays when Mitch wasn't successful. And it didn't happen. So this gives you hope, like they really have their eyes on the prize. Although, was there something specific that Mitch did or did not do that triggered that decision at that moment? Well, it was the interception. You know, know, that he throws into coverage. He has open... You know, I think, you know, you just can't have it, right? I mean, and we've seen that right, before. Right. You know, the overthrows on the long balls mm-hmm. are, are are one thing that you have to be concerned about. But it's it's what's going on between the ears, right? I mean, he's in his fourth season, what, 44, 45 starts. Um, and, and it you know, to, to the point where he's had as much time, normally the, the NFL and teams move on from quarterbacks no matter – or players, no matter where they're selected, even if they're the second overall pick and you have so many resources invested, normally you don't get that kind of time to to prove yourself. But we know that Ryan Pace was hoping against hope that this year it was going to be different, and it, it simply wasn't. One of the big questions with this team right now, heading into um, this matchup with the the Colts, is, is that quarterback position. Did you see this note, by the way, Brian? Did you see Tyler Bray active yes. this week? Were you surprised well, by that at all? Everybody, I mean, it, it was like some conspiracy theory. Is Nick hurt? Is, you know, what's, what's going on with Mitch? Is Do we have a traded? Taysom Hill on our hands here yeah, in Chicago? Yeah. I mean, everyone's like, hey, why? Why Why? why are they activating a, a third quarterback? You know, is Mitch moving on? What's going on? Um, you know, no, there, there, yeah, there was nothing nefarious about it. There was no grand plan. Um, yeah, so Nick is the, the starter going in, and Mitch is the number two quarterback. And that will be this, you know, unless, I mean, is there a team out there that's going to trade for Mitch Trubisky? I, I just, I don't see it. Well, so. yeah, you can't trade for him, especially when you know he's going to hit the market this upcoming right. offseason as well. Um, but, yeah, no, I, it's, it was a very strange move. And I, I'm wondering what JD's thoughts are on that when, when we have him on, on at 2 o'clock. Yeah, and also want to know what the fans' thoughts are. 312-332-3776. You know, phone lines open if you want to jump on in. Is this Bears team going to be 4-0? And if they are, uh, how sold are you that this is a a team that, look, 
you start three and zero, you basically play five hundred ball. You're guaranteed a playoff spot, right? You go seven and six, you're sitting pretty uh, pretty well for the postseason. Um, but do you want to have a special season? You you know you, you go four and zero, you go five and zero, and you start improving each and every week beyond the record. You start you know getting some confidence, and you start getting more consistent performances. So it's uh, be interesting to you know hear how Bears fans feel about a three and zero team. Again, it's remarkable. It's been 14 years since a Chicago Bears team with Rex Grossman went 4-0 and and then 5-0 and to start the season and end up in the Super Bowl against the, not the same Colts, but the, you know, the Indianapolis Colts and, Colts, and we know how that ended. It didn't uh, end in a parade here in Chicago. But um, do you get that vibe that Nick Foles, Super Bowl Nick, uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick can be that guy to, to take the reins today and start marching this team to a postseason bid and then eventually a Super Bowl. be interesting to see uh, how this plays out. And can this offense, you know, it's interesting looking at the Points Bet Illinois uh, app, and you can download that very easily, and more than 200 wagers to, to be made there beyond just, you know, pick a winner or pick a score or whatever. They have the Bears over under for points, Tyler, 20 points today. Ooh. I would have even no. against this defense. I mean, yeah, you you'd would imagine with Foles, right? yeah, mm-hmm. with Foles in there, maybe a little more confidence in the fact that this def- or that this offense could get something going. But twenty and a half—it's kind of right at that number that we saw last week too. Yeah, so you would, you know, you'd hope. Okay, again, it's the objective people taking a look at this offense. Now, again, the Indianapolis defense leading in, in pretty much every top category. They're they're the top team but they haven't played much of anybody. So I would have hoped for, you know, I think Indianapolis today is over and under, under on in the uh, points bet Illinois app is 23 points and they're on the road, you know, such as it is in an empty soldier field. But I would have thought that the bears offense would have gotten a little bit more respect with Nick Foles taking the ball as a starter today. Yeah. And something I think that's very concerning as well on the other side um, when you look at you bring up that point total for the Colts at being 23 and a half is the run game. And uh, I, I'm very worried of what Jonathan Taylor is going to do against this Bears defense, because we really haven't seen the Bears go up against a formidable rushing attack. And just remember that first week, Adrian Peterson ran all over them. The, the Giants game, your, your top guy gets injured in Saquon Barkley in that first half. And we don't really know what this Bears defense is in terms of a run defense. And that concerns me because this is a very, very good back in Jonathan Taylor that they're going to face. And conversely, you know, last week, the Bears offensive line did not have a great day, right? So uh, uh, Grady uh, Jarrett was uh, doing pretty much whatever he wanted against the Bears guards. So, you know, they have to tighten that up a little bit. Because even on the the game-winning touchdown, Nick Foles was on his way down, right? I mean... He even, you know, he said right before the, get to the, the L. he knew he was getting lit up. Yep. Right. Now, here comes the zero blitz. Right. And he said, you know, go to the L. I'll throw you the ball. But he was absolutely under pressure. So against his defense, will the Bears offensive line hold up better than it did against Atlanta? Because Atlanta was without what, six, seven defensive players, starters last week. So that has to look a little bit better, too, because the first couple of weeks we were talking about how well the running game was working and. The tight ends were helping out with blocking, and Juan Castillo was, in fact, a difference maker with that offensive line. But last week, I think they took a, a little bit of a step back. And, and if they you know, come out and do the same thing today as they did last week against this defense, 
they could be in for a long day. Right, and, and let's give credit where credit is due too with the offensive line. They have gotten better from last yes, no year. Doubt. They are they are one of the top twelve or so units in the entire league in that regard. And but on the other side too. You're going to be going up against an offensive line, one of the best, especially at protecting the quarterback, because Phillip Rivers has only been sacked twice this year. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, this is the sixth best offensive line in the entire league. And think about this. I mean, everyone made such a fuss when, when Quentin Nelson was one of those highly picked, not tackles, but guards. But that's a guy who clears run lanes. And if he's if he's going to have his way with a guy like Akeem Hicks, or if he can get out and, and kick out and maybe neutralize Khalil Mack a little bit, that's what would worry me about kind of exploiting this Bears defense in a way because, let's be honest, some of the linebacking play outside of Khalil Mack has been very suspect this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, speaking of linebackers, Darius Leonard for Indianapolis, you know, interesting to watch that matchup against Jimmy Graham, who, you know, got more involved again last week in the Bears offense. But, you know, Darius Leonard is never off the field. He's on the field for 90, almost 96% of the snaps to the Colts. Now, the first two years in the league, the guy's been a monster. 12 sacks, seven interceptions, six forced fumbles, right? Right now, he has no sacks, no turnovers. And you wonder if something else is going on there or is it, it's just simply a slow start to the season. But if he looks like the Darius Leonard from the first couple of years, you know, that's going to be a little bit of a handful for the Chicago Bears. Right, absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Points Bet Illinois Sportsbook Bears pregame show. When we come back, we'll hopefully have Mark Zander back with us, and we'll also get to some Matt Nagy discussing Nick Foles. That's coming up in just a little bit. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with a new morning show, Cap and Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back into the Points Bet Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. I'm Brian Hanley. Mark Sander will be joining us momentarily. Tyler Aki, our great producer, is also along with us. And the Bears try to go to 4 and 0 today as they host the Colts at Soldier Field. We're taking your phone calls 312. 312- Three three two three seven seven six is the number three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you'd like to join the show, how confident are you in these Chicago Bears who are now with a new quarterback? The move was made last week in Atlanta, surprising uh, nearly everybody, including Mitch Trubisky, who didn't see the move coming. Nick Foles worked his magic, and the Bears end up pulling a game out and going to a perfect three and zero. They haven't been four and zero since two thousand six. And, and they who have was the quarterback be- then, Brian? Rex is our quarterback. Yes, he Rex was. Rex is our quarterback. Yes, he was. That's I still have the T-shirt somewhere, I believe, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I don't anymore. But I might have flown those colors at that point. That was an exciting year, fourteen years ago. I, I, I'm not calling for a Super Bowl this year, but an improvement over next year would be greatly welcome. And let's just keep building on this, and we'll see if Nick Foles can really show everybody that he can start a game as well as save a game. Now, uh, we had Coach Nagy, uh, a lot of audio uh, with Coach, talking about Nick Foles 
And we'll start with this one on the strength of one Nick Foles in the eyes of Coach Matt Nagy. Probably his biggest strength. And, and like a lot of a lot of these experienced quarterbacks that have seen a lot of defenses is they might get beat, you know, early on. And there might be something that they get had on. But then they put that in the back pocket and they use that against them later. You know, they use it against the defense later. So, and there's ways to do that. You know, there's different ways that, that quarterbacks can get to different things at the line of scrimmage. And it does take time and it takes practice. But I'd say that's probably his biggest strength is that, hey, you know, Nick will be the first to tell you that things aren't always going to be perfect. But I think another strength of his is that when things aren't perfect, um, he's he, – he, not that he doesn't care, but he, he can rebound from that, and it's on to the next play type deal. And, and that's always been a strength to him. He stays calm, and uh, those are two good strengths that he has. Well, it sounds like he's got his head on straight, which, you know, we can't really say that for Mitch. I think uh, you would agree, Brian, that a lot of that, we, we saw Mitch had, had some physical attributes. He had some ability, but he wasn't able to catch up with the mental aspect of the game. Would you agree on that? Absolutely, Mark. And look, Matt Nagy in the offseason, uh, well before the pandemic, was just talking about getting ready for the season and what Mitch Trubisky needed to do. And he basically said he's got to know the, the playbook much better. He's got to yeah. look at film. He's got to immerse himself. If he thinks he's working hard, well, he probably is, but he needs to work harder. And Nick Foles, let's go even back to the um, the game-winning touchdown last week. You know, it's interesting. He took one more look at the defense. It was They, they had an injury in front of the Atlanta uh, sideline. So he had two minutes, uh, two-minute break there to, to get the, the offense together and talk about what they wanted to do. And then he goes up to the line as if he's going to run a play, lets the clock go down to the two-minute warning. So he gets another two-minute break, gets one more look at that defense, and knows exactly what he's looking at and says the blitz yeah. is coming. And you got to get to the L, and I'm going to be throwing, you know, I'm, I'm just going to heave it up there. But if you're there, the ball's going to be there, and it was. Unflappable, you know, everything that we talked about that uh, Frank Reich talked about, unflappable and confident and everything else. But he also has an arm. So, you know, Nick Foles. And that helps. <laughs> yeah, it helps, but it is interesting because when you look at Nick Foles' success, postseason, I mean, it's all off the charts great, right? 98.8. Yeah rating in six uh, uh, playoff games, but sub-80 rating in uh, one-third of his total starts. So it's, it's you know, it's there's something there where when he is the guy, look, he's, Mark, he's on his sixth team at 31 years of age, right? right. You know, Super Bowl MVP, couldn't get it done, got hurt in Jacksonville, but, you know, they, they didn't, weren't sold on him. So, I mean, here he is available to the Bears who trade for him. But if he was... Uh, playoff Nick and big game Nick and, you know, composed, unflappable, fearless Nick week in, week out, he wouldn't be, you know, getting uh, frequent flyer miles as much as he is moving well, around the league. You're absolutely right. And it'll be interesting. I mean, I think every Bears fan is hoping that he sees something here or there's some level of comfort or everything just kind of works to where he turns into that. We don't need him to be, well, we'd love him to be a superstar. But to be a solid starter week in and week out, making the adjustments on a fly, being unflappable, that's all part of being a leader and a successful quarterback. And talking uh, to Coach Nagy, he was also commenting on Foles and his sustaining success. 
that's kind of probably one of Nick's bigger strengths is that all that stuff happens so fast in the second half and, and you can't, you really don't have a time to react. And so uh, whatever happens, happens. And now, okay, here you are and everything that you do, whether it's your first meeting, whether it's your first walkthrough, whether it's your first post-practice meeting, um, whatever it is now, this is, this is the first time that you're the guy and you're doing it. So everything's just a little bit different, but it's not like Nick hasn't been in this situation before he's been there, done that. And, um, that's probably where I think you'll see growth. And, and again, we can't predict anything that's going to happen on Sunday other than do everything we can to be as prepared as we can be. Um, but you know, there's going to be no, um, you know, we're, we're just going to play ball. We're going to coach ball and we're not going to be too concerned about anything else. Alan Robinson had a big game last week. Talk about a good time, even though, and I, I know that I've talked to Fred about this. And I certainly know that you have too, Brian, about uh, in-season contract bickering and how ridiculous and how self-serving that is and how the fans don't want to hear. They just want to see the play. And they want everything to just turn out right. Well, you know, Mark, I was surprised uh, that so many fans were in Allen Robinson's corner and look, everyone wants to see guys get paid, and he's been invaluable to this offense. And without this offense, I mean, how anemic would some of those numbers look the past right. year or so with, with you know, Mitch as your quarterback? But the, to me, it was just, I mean, poor timing at the very, at the very least, yeah. right? You're, you're, you're coming in 2-0. and uh, Everything, you know, you have the big comeback or the 1-0 after the big comeback against Detroit. And you throw yourself a pity party and, you know, you go on social media and take all things bears out of your Instagram and everything else to get your message across that you're not feeling appreciated. It's a team game. And it's not like he's making nothing. Right. I mean, he's making 14 million dollars this year. Yeah, I think I, he'll be OK. I think he'll be OK is correct. But um, it was good to see last week him have a big game after having a not so good game against the Giants. So and, you're going to need that's Alan. how. Right, I was going to say, that's how you speak to what the Bears should do with you. Make it happen on the field. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Coach actually talked about how Nick Foles can maximize Allen Robinson. It's those guys working their timing and their communication, probably more so, Chris, um, Wednesday through Saturday, really hammering that down and making sure that they're speaking the same language when they see things on tape. Um, they're seeing the same thing. Again, when you have a lot of experience in this league, like both of those guys do, and you've, you know, you've, um, you've had success against different looks on defense, there's ideas and thoughts that you have. And so the more ideas that, that you have as a player, um, if, if you have it on tape and you've seen it work, as a coach, you can allow some things to happen. And there's a little bit more freedom and flexibility. Uh, we, you know, and so I just think that it's important this week now for Nick to be able to figure out with these guys where he's at timing wise, whether it's with motions or whether it's a certain timing of a route cadence wise with the low lineman and then leadership wise, like just knowing where you're at and how this full week's going to go. But I think that you got two really good vets that work well together there. Yeah. It's exciting. The uh, potential of this uh, relationship between Foles and Robinson Really get your juices flowing if you're a Bears fan. 312-332-3776 if you want to jump in. Brian, there's one more piece of audio with Coach Nagy talking about Nick Foles and a difference in practice. And I think this is very interesting because, obviously, in practice, 
you know, you're working things out. So let's hear Coach talk about the difference between uh, Nick Foles and, uh, you know, how he really affects uh, practice. Both guys are, are similar in, in, in a lot of ways, and they're different too. And with Nick's um, experience that he's had, and, and he's been in this offense now for a little while, and there's things that that he does well um, that, you know, Mitch, you know, might want to work more at. And there's things that Mitch does well that, that Nick needs to work at. And so right now what we've been able to do is just kind of figure out, okay, how do we want to go about game plan-wise, where are we at, and, and working to, to guys' strengths and, and that sort of thing. But um, when you start getting to, like, the footwork and the fundamentals of all that stuff, we, we focus on that with Mitch, and we stay on that and, you know, staying in the pocket and not getting out too much and using your legs when you can. And, um, you know, Coach Flip always talks about target line when you're throwing the football. But that's not something that we go crazy about right now, detail-wise, with the quarterback. So we, I think your question is, are you going to do less of it more now with Nick than you did with Mitch? I'd say not really because we didn't really go too crazy with him in regards to that in the season, per se. That's Bears coach Matt Nagy talking about the new Bears starting quarterback, Nick Foles, who will lead the team out today at Soldier Field as the Colts come to town. Bears 3-0 trying to go to 4-0 today. And uh, we'd like to hear from you, 312-332-3776. And the, uh, we are here till 315 for a 325 kickoff. It is the Points Bet Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Come on, indeed. You got the Points Bet Illinois pregame show on ESPN 1000. He's Mark Zander. I'm Brian Hanley. We're taking your calls 312 332 3776. Bears and Colts, a late game, a uh, late switch from the NFL from a noon start to 325. And uh, lots of uh, point bet, points bet Illinois uh, app wagers to look at today. And uh, Yes, yes. And Mark, the dogs are barking. One thing about the pregame show being on during the early games for the first time this season, interesting to see what's going on around the uh, – the league and the division, Detroit doing what yep. Detroit does. <laughs> they were up 14 nothing, I believe, at one, uh, one point today, and now they are losing 28-14. to um, But looking around, Tom Brady and the uh, Bucks are having a little bit of an issue down at Tampa Bay because they're trailing 24-14. to And uh, Cleveland all of a sudden uh, throwing a little surprise party for the uh, Cowboys in Dallas, leading 31-14. to And uh, how about this? Even Minnesota is uh, leading. Uh, Houston's had its issues, but they've played some pretty good teams. The uh, the road Vikings are down in Houston right now, leading 17-13. to 13. And we know that Green Bay is also one of the undefeated teams in the NFC with the Chicago Bears. But interesting when you look at some of these wagers today, more than 200 wagers on the Bears game at uh, PointsBet Illinois. Uh, download the app. You can do it. It's very easy to do. Nick Foles, the man of the hour, over under... Mark Zander, 231.5 yards. That's what the uh, the odds makers have pegged uh, the really? new starting quarterback. Is that what yeah. you have him on today? Is that what you have him for? That, uh, going into the show today, he was 231.5 yards over under. And uh, Tyler Rocky and I were talking about earlier, Bears over under in points for the uh, Foles-led offense. Only 20, over under 20 and a half. Which way are you going on that? 
Uh, I'll take. I'd have to take the under. I think. Really. Wow. Yeah. See, you know that that I thought the recency bias of seeing Nick Foles doing his magic act last week would give people more confidence that the Bears' offense, in fact, is uh, on the right path. And again, speaks probably to the Colts' defense uh, leading the league in yards well, see, allowed. Yeah, that's that's part of it, right? We're we're walking into a real test here. Yeah, they they have only allowed on average fifteen points per game, but again against the Jets the struggling Vikings, and they actually lost to Jacksonville. Um, it, the Colts, uh, conversely, Phillip Rivers over under 228.5 yards, and the points for Indianapolis today over under 23, and basically a field goal favorite as they come to uh, Soldier Field today. We're going to talk to Jeff Dickerson coming up. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet this sport you care about. Download the Port- Points Bet app now to get $100 in free bets when you deposit $20 with the code ESPN. Nice and simple and easy to get in on the action, no matter where you're thinking uh, Foles is going to land as far as total yards. I, I think we're going to win today, but it, we're going to have that test. We're definitely going to have that test. And I, I think we all look forward to seeing Nick Foles, number nine, walk on the field to start the game and to make it all the way through and uh, see a positive result. Let me throw out an interesting number here that I'm seeing on points yeah. bet. Nick mm-hmm. Foles total attempts, 33 and a half. Does this feel like a, a Matt Nagy game where he tries to flex his muscles and show how potent his offense is and we see Nick Foles throw it 40, 45 times? Because I or think we, it, we could. Yeah, or yeah. you know, it does it speak to maybe how difficult it is to run against the Colts defense, even though the, though the Bears have been successful mostly running the ball to this point in the season. And uh, we have a number of Twitter polls uh, today at ESPN 1000, including the number of points that the Bears are likely to score. And, um, you know, 10 or fewer, 11 to 20, 21 to 30, 31 to 31 or more. And you can find wagers on uh, PointsBet Illinois app to uh, zero to 10 points for the Chicago Bears. Hopefully they're going to have at least double that. <laughs> That's but if they that. were, yeah, if they get if they get shut down today, zero to ten points, you can get plus three fifty. Eleven to twenty, it's plus one twenty six. And I know uh, just looking at the Twitter poll, the majority of people believe that the Bears are going to be in the twenty one to thirty range somewhere in there. You get plus one seventy five. So if you're very optimistic that this offense is going to be off to the races today and score more than thirty one points, you can get plus six fifty. So for the odds on a, a dad gummit out of. Uh... Philip Rivers getting mic'd up at some point during the game. <laughs> Do we have that? Does points bet have that? I don't. You know, I, I made. Can you make your own wager? Uh, name a wager. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Can yeah. Set your you own just odds. Write it in. Yeah. Dad Gummit. <laughs> Dad. He is. I mean, I mean, he is. You know, as far as quarterbacks go, he is like a grandfather type, right? And he's over thirty-five, and I think he's yeah. got eight kids, right? I mean, he is. Does he really? Mm-hmm. I did yes. not realize that. That's why he's got to keep working, so, Mark. He's got to. Well, he's yeah, got a lot of muscle. Stay feet. on the job. Yeah, you got to stay on the job. He's had a lot of completions over his life. Then, easy now. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming back at uh, two p.m. with Jeff Dickerson, ESPN NFL Nation Bears reporter on the Corona Hotline. Looking forward to talking to him about what's happening with. Uh, the pandemic and how it is, uh, I look forward to asking him 
how it is around Soldier Field. I mean, everybody's supposed to be following the protocols, and and certainly there's not an issue with the Bears or the Colts, but we've seen around the league with Tennessee, with Cam Newton, New England, something's happening. And maybe it's not really a a surprise to a lot of us, but we look forward to uh, talking to J.D. about this and a lot more on the PointsBet Sportsbook Bears pregame. Back in two minutes with that here on ESPN 1000.